podcasting stories, challenges, and opportunities of the week. Linda Irwin's and my top podcasting commandments and Spreaker's Pathway to Spotify. And we got some audio comments to share today. Well, welcome to the Speaker Live Show. This is episode 148 for February 28th. It's already the end of February. It's amazing. Spring is coming right around the corner here to the uh, the northern hemisphere. So I'm definitely excited for that. Well, thank you for for tuning in and listening to the the podcast today. My name is Rob Greenley, and I'm the head of partnerships at uh, VoxNest, uh, the new company, and uh, Spreaker and Block Talk Radio. So been doing this show for. A few years now, as you can tell, 148 episodes is a, a lot of shows, um, and we're still charging forward. Uh, thank you so much for, for downloading us today. I'm joined again by my co-host, Mr. Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker, uh, as well as he does quite a bit of stuff on YouTube. How's it going, Alex? Good, Rob. That's a lot of episodes, considering navigating the minefield of podcasting. And and the pod fading potential and all the other things that are going on trying to monetize and people getting their their shows like mine flagged, the XM experience. So, yes, it's an accomplishment for the Shrieker Live Show to be going on, you know, as as stridently and as true as it has been. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's I've always said this. Uh, doing a show like this is a marathon run. Uh, so you have to be consistent every week as much as you can, even though it can be a challenge. I mean, Things come up, uh, you know, busy work schedules. This is an extremely busy week for for me, and but uh, you know, I spend a little time pulling some information together, getting feedback from from you, the listener, to this show, and and we even got a couple of um, audio comments back. Yeah, that uh, raised some pretty complicated and sophisticated topics. I'm impressed by our listeners out there and how in tune they are with what's going on with the podcasting space. So Those are some pretty sophisticated audio I, comments. We exactly, yeah. exactly, and it's gonna it's, it's gonna challenge me a little bit today to try and answer them adequately. <laughs> we both are struggling with these today. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and answer them if we can. <laughs> exactly. So we stream this show live every Wednesday at three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Eastern uh, from SpeakerLiveShow dot com. So you can definitely uh, find us there. We have our own apps and iOS and Android. Plus, we're on the the uh, Amazon, you know, Echo type smart speaker platforms. I don't want to say her name, Alex, because if somebody has one on their desk listening to us on a speaker, it'll basically kill the show. <laughs> I don't want to do You're that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so we can be found in you know, all the common listening platforms. So if you're wanting to check us out outside of the speaker ecosystem, because we do have a listening apps. Um, in iOS and Android, too, for just Spreaker, too. So you can check those out. Uh, if you're a podcaster on Spreaker, uh, we appreciate your uh, patronage, as they say, and and support of the platform. Uh, we definitely want to be here to to help you get better at what you're doing and uh, and keep podcasting, actually. And it, and it can be a challenge at times, and ho- hopefully having a voice like ours in your ear can uh, help you keep going and, and have a place to go to get some answers. So... Uh, that's the goal, Alex. Does that sound like a reasonable thing to offer the community? We've got all the answers, Rob. Why, why oh, would they go yeah, anywhere else? Totally all the answers. No, I've been doing this for, uh, you know, like 14, 15 years now, and I still don't feel like I have all the answers because simply the, the space is evolving so fast and there's so many people 
doing innovative, creative things that uh, it, it pushes me to keep up with it um, and still it's, do my work. <laughs> it's true. It's an exciting time for podcasting. Some things are a little nerve wracking and uh, some things are, how should I say, exciting. Um, there, there's some uplift, uplifting things happening in podcasting. And, uh, you know, I, I think some of the mergers, well, the merger, the big one that's happening here at Spreaker, I think that's something interesting and kind of a change that scared us at first, but people are looking forward to it. And uh, the whole Spotify thing, which I know you're going to talk about as well, that's encouraging that, you know, it might be a slightly easier path to get on Spotify than before because other people are looking for outlets, right, to get more listens. So, I mean, it's, everything's changing. And every day, Rob, right, you, I, I don't want to, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but I saw uh, you talking about on your other show. I don't know if we can promote the the new media show. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, about um, some of the changes with, Let's say maybe I don't want to say shady, but podcasting companies who seem to be kind of uh, in the space constantly and changing and trying to reinvent themselves. And and Dave Jackson did a kind of harsh piece piece on them, if you remember that you tweeted yeah. out about. So anyway, a lot is changing that, you know, it's ever evolving. There's some good players and bad. And, you know, I'm always excited about it, even though well, I do have my bones to pick with some companies and other, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's. You know, some stuff going out there. There's a lot of new companies being formed, a lot of new platforms being birthed out there that are um, rather undeveloped. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, I mean, they're they're new, so how could they possibly have all the features that a platform or or tools that have been around for over ten years can can have? Um, so I think that's one of the hot things that's going on. So as we move into you know, like podcasting stories and challenges of the week, I mean, I think that's that's one of the the things that keeps coming up, you know, Spotify is definitely a hot topic out there in the podcasting space right now. It's definitely occupying more and more of my time uh, working with Spotify and talking to them and funneling shows to them um, and making sure that we have all of the uh, the connections that are coming um, that uh, will optimize um, those that are hosting on Spreaker and Block Talk Radio to um, to get their shows over there and to get metrics and and have that process be simple and fast and and uh, but uh, Spotify is definitely ramping up um, and what they're doing in the podcasting space I, you know it's really interesting because I've been a real skeptical person over many years that uh, you know a music platform like Spotify could could uh, ramp on podcasting and and show some success and they seem to be um, making some significant inroads in the community right now. And people are really highly interested in, uh, being on podcast and being on Spotify. So I think it's really, really interesting. And we are, you know, Spreaker is a conduit to getting into Spotify. I, I've had a deal for, for, you know, quite a few months now. Uh, it's just been a little bit of a touchy process working with them at the beginning, but they seem to be really opening up. Yeah. Well, I think podcasters need to look at Spotify and other outlets because if podcasters are having the same issues as I am, and I don't want to go on a gripe session here, but I will say I'm having issues with my my own numbers. And I know we talk about struggling with it, 
And, you know, sometimes after you've done a show for a long time, Rob, and you've built up an audience, you can get a little cavalier about these things. Yeah. And I've taken a hit recently. I have a group of people who are trying to demonetize and take down my videos. It's happened. And I'm not just saying um, it's not happening in other places because they're not as, as Nazi-esque as YouTube where they don't have any kind of rhyme or reason to them pulling your videos and demonetizing you. But the point being going out to the Spotify's who are opening up a little bit and embracing podcasters as iHeartRadio has. Um, and let's be honest, a lot of podcasters are on um, iTunes and Stitcher and you know the rest, Rob, a lot of the yeah. ones that Spreaker will push out to. And I think that can only help a podcaster. You don't want to make it hard for people uh, to listen to you on other platforms. So I'm glad that Spotify is opening this up now. Whether or not it's going to be a huge platform for podcasters is still, you know, you know, the jury's out. But considering yeah. that places like YouTube are actively shutting channels down, um, I, I think people need to, you know, look at other places and, and not only Spreaker. You know, Rob, it's funny because – you know, you go to a lot of podcasting conferences. I just got to say this real quick. And I think about just just podcast movement alone that I was at. And I got brochures and flyers and all these companies. And not, not I don't want to mention the name of the one, but people can figure it out if they go to our Twitter about, you know, who Jackson was tweeting about. And I kind of snickered and laughed because, yeah, I've heard of them and they're just kind of floundering. And then I thought about other companies like TalkShoe. Remember TalkShoe, Rob? Mm -hmm. They had a huge presence at podcast movement. Yeah. You know, whatever have they done? There's no, there's no stars coming out of there. I don't know anybody who hosts on there. I don't know what they're doing. But it's like you hear about these companies that are like coming in and out of the industries. And then the good ones, right? Like, and I'm not trying to, you know, disrespect talk show. It's just that I haven't heard anything since that show. They, they said they had this big change coming. This, the platform was changing. They, were, yeah. they, they sold me a bill of goods from what I see because I go back and there's nothing going on there. But you, we, we have to as podcasters, I don't know if it's like going to the Spotify's and stuff like that, but we have to promote each other. We have to help each other because podcasters are kind of uh, uh, off on a little island by themselves. Right, Rob? But like when stuff like this happens, when people are actively being shut down like I am and there's others, wh wh what else are you going to do? Like you have no recourse. It's racketeering as far as I'm concerned because other people can say what they want and particularly against things that I believe in or even particular against me. I have no recourse, right? So podcasting is the last salvation, right? Spreaker doesn't shut you down. Uh, iTunes doesn't shut you down that I've seen. Maybe they would if you did something totally offensive. But yeah. we, we, people better pray that Spotify takes off because we need other places that we can get out there. And hopefully I don't know about the monetization going down the line, but I don't even care about that anymore, Rob. This is a freedom of speech issue now. I'm not trying. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to take over the show here, but I have other things going on in my life. that It's, it's bleeding into this show. I'm sorry. But when we talk about these things, it just it makes me think about if we don't have other outlets like Spotify, we're all screwed. I'm going to shut up now. You're getting riled up more because of what's happening with with YouTube, and 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 I think that's that's certainly you know, I think here over the next year or two, I think we're going to see increasing pressure on these social platforms, and I would include uh, YouTube in this. Um, because of what's been happening, you know, with the the whole Russian thing, so uh, there's going to be more scrutiny of content, and and there's going to be people getting shut down that maybe you know incorrectly shut down, but there's going to be this heightened sensitivity to anything that's contrary um, or is perceived to be something that's uh, doesn't follow some you know content standard that. The government sets. So, I, I mean, I think it's it's going to be a little bit of a challenging time. And I think um, one of the reasons that we are seeing podcasts grow right now is because 
a lot of people, a lot of content folks, just like yourself, don't feel safe over on these social platforms anymore of investing time and energy into putting out content. Podcasting is, a, is perceived at this point to be a pretty safe place to invest your time in creating content. Um, and it, it, let's hope it continues to be that. Well, it's fantastic. Rob, you're right. And, I, and you see, you, you, of course, you find the silver lining in my gray cloud. You're right. Because if it wasn't for the pod, forget YouTube, right? And Spotify and all these other ones, the art of podcasting, talking to a microphone and hosting the MP3 somewhere. Let's just get back down to basics, right? That's what it really is. That's what we're really doing. I don't care where we push it out to. It's all the same. Yeah. That, in essence, is why I love Spreaker. And I, I, everybody knows I'm a fanboy for Spreaker, but fine. That's why I was drawn to Spreaker initially in the first place, because it and I'm not saying they don't as much anymore, but we can go back. I could go back to the way back machine and look, but it was almost like be heard, like have your voice. That was the, the pitch at the time. And that's what drew me to Spreaker. Like, right. Like it was almost like be a rabble rouser, right? Be yeah. Paul Revere. That's that. That was the the marketing campaign of Spreaker. None of the other podcasting companies were doing that. You know, you can go look at even um all of them. I don't care which one you pick. I'm not going to name them. But that's what drew me to Spreaker. And that's why I'm getting back to the fundamentals. And I'm going to start trying to push traffic directly to my website. If I have to host my own videos and, you know, host my audio on Spreaker, you know, then fine. I'll figure out a way to finance all that. It'll be expensive. But things like that, right? Like getting away from, you know, here's the other thing. Like, it's great that all these other players are getting into the podcasting space, but you can't rely on them to and, you know, essentially build your show, right? You still have to do all the hard work. And I'm going to start pushing the traffic back to me, back to my Spreaker. If people don't have websites, you can always use your Spreaker, let's say, show page as kind of like your website and direct people to that and have your social media links there, whatever you got to do. But I think we have to start taking the power back away from all these other platforms who are sucking up our podcast. I find my podcast on all sorts of podcasting apps. I didn't ask them to be on. I don't know where they're getting it. And they're running ad, doing whatever. There's ads in the app. So they're, they're, they're making money off my show. I don't know how they got there. I want to go back to redirecting it to either my Spreaker account or directly to my website and not giving my money and my time and traffic to all these people who don't even respect podcasters. They don't even respect us. It's a respect thing now, Rob. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're doing video and you want to get involved in, in the whole video, video podcasting stuff, I mean, some of our competitors do support hosting video. So, you know, like uh, uh, Lipson and Blueberry, they both support um, video podcasting. So you could conceivably have a, you know, have a show hosted up there that's video. You don't have to use YouTube to distribute. Um, Apple still supports video podcasting. Actually, so I mean, it, there is a pathway for you. It's just, is it going to be able to reach the the scale that you're accustomed to on YouTube? I think, it, and it also depends on how much money you want to put behind it, because it is going to cost a little bit more money to host video on those other two platforms than it is with the audio. So, but it's not a huge amount of difference, um, but it's definitely uh, more. So. No, and there's other services that have actually better quality video. Or they look better. The players do, embeddable and things like that, in my opinion. The only problem is that you always running up to is Google runs the flipping internet. And YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the planet. So what? it's Google and, and YouTube. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I mean, exactly. you're kind of screwed if you don't want to yeah, you know, exactly. get that anyway. It's, so. it's, uh, it's, it's tough to go solo, and it's going to cost money to do it. So. And that's been one of the reasons that YouTube has gotten so popular is that it, it is free. So, 
you know, and then who knows what that means for the future of podcasting as it relates to Google too. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, right. But, you know, I think that the other thing that's been um, starting to pop up in my mind as I think about um, this past week is, is platforms like Anchor and others that are trying to build kind of a social, and this is a term that I'm kind of putting out there now, social podcasting. Uh, and it's, and it's really, it's not a very mature platform, but they're getting a lot of early, you know, buzz and traction, uh, which is really kind of somewhat unwarranted really. It, but they, they were able to get some media attention and people seem to have an interest over there, even though their, their tools are very much not, um, really very competitive with the, the more established podcast hosting platforms. Rob, I, I, you mentioned the name, so we'll talk about it now. I didn't even remember hearing about these guys until I read that article that you tweeted out that Jackson wrote. Scathing article, by the way. People should go read it if they, they want a good laugh. It was actually brutal. But maybe he's feeling some, you know, maybe it's a little blowback from from, <laughs> from the uh, roasting session. He had to get a little ventilator. Yeah, a little steam <laughs> off, right? Yeah. From the roast. But at any rate, they have a good sales pitch. I mean, you go to Anchor FM, it sounds all great. You know what I mean? But then when you really get under the hood, like I think you're getting to, yeah. there's not there, you know? So, yeah, it's – I don't know. Like I don't know what they're really – I don't know. Like, I don't know who they're like, – well, I know what they're going for. They're going for like the the kind of like the noob podcaster it seems to me, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. right? So just to turn on your phone or do this. So that's yeah, what they're going they're after. They're trying to but- make it really, really easy to do it, which is what really kind of built YouTube. It's that same approach, right? Trying to attract content creators that are not as technical or not as savvy on how to use you know, you fancy microphones and mixers and – and RSS feeds and all that stuff. You, if you remove that from the picture, you're going to appeal to people that um, that don't have those skills that, but maybe adept at creating content. So, uh, well, I mean, so, uh, but but I okay. So, and I think you nailed it. I would say the social media aspect of of this type of thing. I think that's appealing to a lot of podcasters, right? They would like that. Um, but making it kind of like, you know, this is, you know, and and even almost their site makes it look like, you know, I don't want to say childish. That's not the right way, but very basic, very simplistic. Yeah. Sometimes that t- turns me off a little bit because like, I, yeah. like, is this just a place I want to host it? Because they talk about unlimited hosting, right? Yeah. And okay. it's all free, right? It's all free. And it's where's, all free. Where's the, where's the sustainability of that model? We've seen very, quite a few platforms come and go over the last 14 years that, came into this medium with that approach and burned and failed miserably. Well, or and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And be like a mixed cloud or something where they'll say, Oh, we'll give you all free hosting and everything, but nobody's there to listen. Like they have no listenership yeah. for on the website. So, for example, if you start a podcast just on Spreaker, let's say just, just on Spreaker, there's just users who might find you just cause you're on Spreaker. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's same, like, it's the same thing with YouTube. So I can see where they're going with this, but I don't know if they have that audience. They've been like flip-flopping around from what I've read. Um, like, you, you know, for how many years, Rob? I mean, they've been around for a while yeah. Yeah. and they've evolved several times. I'm not saying that's any, that's not bad, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they're overselling this thing. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent free, you know. Oh, yeah, Beer everywhere, everywhere. How, well, many, how many people go to your page? You know? Well, as my my co-host Todd Cochran says from from Blueberry, he says, uh, you know, you know, these companies 
pick up a bunch of new podcasters and then it's up to us to clean up the mess um, as they <laughs> as they move off of those platforms to a, to a real podcasting platform right so and then the growing pains right yeah. uh, well or they can't, to a new yeah or, or they can't get their their content out of there or they can't you know do a rss redirect or whatever um, and then they have to start over i mean there's there's all sorts of things, you know, those type of companies tend to want to keep their users, you know, and lock them in and lock them down and don't, don't be really, um, open with being able to move, um, and, and have the tools to, to do that. Cause we've seen it happen repeatedly over the years. So just be, mm. be caution. And most people listening to this podcast probably wouldn't be over there using anchor anyway. So, um, it's just new people that get it, get attracted to the next shiny thing. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. especially if you haven't heard of them. Now I'm that type of guy, like I, you know, I wasn't really very familiar, like I said. And so I checked them out. I said, okay, I've kind of seen this type of thing before. Like you said, we've seen these kind of things come and go, but I always like to try out the new thing just, just sure. to try it out. I mean, a lot sure. of times I'm not going to sign up and pay money and I haven't with this one. Maybe I should, maybe we should, I should review it on YouTube. I've done reviews of podcasting services, including Spreaker, which is the one, by the way, I recommended not because we do the show. It was why this is a while ago that I did it. And there's a bunch of different companies that can't come into podcasting. So, yeah. I, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, Rob, I guess, try it out if it works for you. I can just, my, my initial reaction is, I don't know. I'm yeah. pretty comfy with Spreaker. And th- th- <laughs> like you said, this could be fly by night type stuff. Yes. I, I just, I don't yes, know. Yeah, like we're, we're like warm and fuzzy over here. We've been around a while. So, <laughs> it's like yeah. comfort food. It's, it's comfort. It, it is. It's like, uh, you know, well, it's, it's substantial vegetables and salmon. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not junk there's food. other let's look, but people have to know this about me. There, there's a reason there's not, I didn't just like say, sure, I'll do the Spreaker live show, you know, yeah. just willy nilly. I was a fanboy before I had this. We get new listeners all the time, but I had a show talking about the Spreaker studio. Right. That's what I yeah. did for a while, including my other show. And it's because I did. I tried all the other services. There's some of them are gone, Rob. Some yeah. of the services I tried initially are gone. And then others are still around. And uh, some of them are doing well. Some of them are doing very well. But uh, I've always stuck with Spreaker because it has the features I like for a reasonable price, right? If people out there have looked at all the pricing structures for some. You just mentioned something that a lot of people don't know. Some of these uh, services, some of the big ones, you sign up. It's your, your podcast isn't there forever. Sometimes like three months later, it's gone if you don't pay. Within three months. Yeah. Uh, so people got to look at the terms and service and like the, you know, the hosting uh uh, terms of service and things like that, because if it's not really kind of if it's not permanent and you you don't pay one month and, you know, maybe you skipped out on one payment. I don't know. I didn't like that about a lot of yeah. them. There's no way to retrieve it. Like you said, there's no way sometimes to move your RSS feed over. So it's a little scary. Yeah. So I'm rambling. Anyway, well, we should probably probably move on to the next topic. Time is running away from us here. But, yeah, sorry. Uh, so Linda Irwin, uh, later the show, sent the, in her – actually, it was just a comment in the, the thread of last, ep, last week's episode. So her, her – actually, her six podcasting commandments, because remember we talked about that we were going to come up with a yeah. the, the ten podcasting commandments. Well, yep. uh, Linda contributed six of hers, and then I added uh, four of mine. So we, we did wind up coming up with a uh, – a, a 10 podcasting commandments list. And the first one is thou shall not steal copyrighted content. So that's, that's, that's number one. Uh, number two is thou shall always know something about your guest before you begin the show. 
And speaking of guests, I, I noticed that there was a couple articles that came out here recently talking about, is it smart to start a podcast uh, doing uh, guests, you know, guest conversations in the old, the old, uh, the interview format, right? Is it mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. to do that or is it best to kind of move away? Or is there too many um, guest, guest podcasts, that kind of concept? And, and uh, I would say, you know, maybe, I don't know. I I think maybe what we need to start thinking about is other more creative types of content that we can produce. Um, it's, you know, if you're trying to be an expert, uh, you probably should be trying to think about maybe creating maybe a, like what we do here, kind of a, um, a host co-host type of relationship where you can build kind of uh, relationships with your audience and expertise and not be too dependent on bringing in experts from the outside. And then you're just like this question person instead of a person that's contributing valuable content yourself as a host. So I think it's, it's something to think about, but um, the third one here is thou shall not leave dead space in your podcast. (laughs) I think it's interesting. You know, there can be a certain amount of Alex, there can be a certain amount of drama that's related to, pausing and letting some some air go by i know what she means it's like radio you can't have like a minute of dead air i think i know what she's saying but for dramatic influence sometimes especially someone like me who is a stream of consciousness it's good to leave a pause for make a point well what because what you're doing is you're giving space uh in a person's brain to think about what you just said before you move on to the next thought so you're or or you're creating this drama like you're asking a question and then the, everybody's waiting to hear the answer, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's sure. almost creating a little bit of drama, but, but I understand her point though. You know, it's the, it's the complete dead air with no reason for the dead air uh, is, right. is what she's talking about here. And, and, There's a lot of podcasters who abuse that one. She's right. Yeah. And number four is thou shall not commit ear rape. I haven't heard that term before. <laughs> I love it. By, by suddenly blasting, a loud sound or music several decibels above what the rest of the show is playing. Can I say so true normalization? That that's so, a great tool, but it's so true that happens. How often has that happened though? Where someone's like talking, all of a sudden they come in booming, like they like for half the show they talked for half the show they talk like this, Rob, and then suddenly they start talking like this. And you're just yeah. like, whoa. Well, you have to be. I mean, you really have to focus on being consistent with your microphone use. I mean, you right. can't be like coming in and out and moving around a lot. I think you have to be consistent and stay close, you know, and I actually comment that later um, on this, but um, number uh, five, thou shall limit your ums, you knows, and other audio space fillers to less than 20 per half an hour. I guess she, she puts actual numbers to this. So preferably less than 10. <laughs> so, what can I say about that, right? I mean, you can spend hours pulling out ums and you know and ahs and you knows and stuff out of your podcast, and um, I just did it myself. So <laughs> it happens though when some people do it so often, it's kind of hard to listen to. Some people, you know what I mean? It can be. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, that's why you know, thank goodness we're podcasters and we can edit it. Go. I usually go in if I have someone I've interviewed like that. I'm guilty of it too, Rob. But if somebody is really, really consistently before everything they say, they go, um, some people do it. 
um, um, before everything, I'll just cut it out. I'll go in and just it, – it's easy to do with Audacity. So, anyway. Well, if you want to save yourself time, you got to figure out mentally a pathway to eliminate those from your speech. So – uh, That's when I interview people. I, it's you can't. It's hard to correct someone while you're interviewing them. Hey, could yeah, you stop you saying um? They, they yeah, it'll never work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, you have to tell them before you do the interview, not <laughs> during the interview. Yes, but even that may not help. So right, right. And then number it's six is yeah, exactly. And number six is thou shall not ingest noisy food or beverages during the episode un- unless it is part of a comedy sketch or. S- bringing a specific point that you're trying to make. Like, I don't know what that point would be if you're eating food during your podcast. I know I've, I've heard podcasters do. I know Leo Laporte will eat lunch during some of his shows. Cause he does so many shows on the twit network that he never gets a chance to eat. Cause he's, yeah, like, I've heard people do it too. Yeah, it's disgusting. I've heard people do it too. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'm going to eat my sandwich while I'm doing this live show to, you know, 30,000 people, you know, it's like, no, that's probably not a smart thing to do, but yeah, I I can get by people like having weird grunts and groans. Like everybody does that every once in a while or sniffs, something like that. But when people eat and drink, you know, and you hear them gulping and stuff, I'm like, you you couldn't just like mute the mic real quick. Very easy to do. (laughs) Very easy to do. So those were Linda Irwin's, um, top six. So I added one more in here. I added one more. So mine is, Number seven, thou shall not speak or refer, or thou shall speak and refer to one person when recording or live streaming uh, your podcast. So th- this is more of a proactive. It's not a mm-hmm, should mm-hmm. not. It's what you should. When you do your podcast, you're actually speaking to one person. It's, that's the mental positioning you need to have. You, you're not speaking to a group. You're speaking to one person because... That's the experience that the listener has. So as you're thinking about it, um, that's why I, I I tend to refer to you or I tend to use these terminologies that will be referential to a singular person. So uh, right. I try and do it. I don't always do it. I Sometimes I'm, I make mistakes and sometimes the context, because sometimes when you have a co-host, you can say you and the co-host will think you're talking about them. So it's it can be a little confusing in the context. So... And then number eight is, um, thou shall speak very closely to the microphone and stay there. And mm. number nine, thou shall create the best audio quality you can afford. Can I say something about that, Rob? Sure. I agree with that because we are, <clears throat> one of my pet peeves are um, bad sounding podcasts. And I just want to say this real quick because I just did this recently and it helped my show so much. And you can hear it probably if you go back to the XM experience, not this show. I don't know if it would make much difference when we're using Skype, but it might. Um, I did the simple, quick, inexpensive trick of changing my XLR cable. I had a cable, Rob, that was a little bit yeah. shorter than this one. And it wasn't um, – I don't know if it wasn't shielded. I don't know what was going on. But I was kind of getting a feedback or a reverb. It might even help with this show. It may probably did. But at any rate – I finally just went and bought one that was a little bit more expensive, a better one that was shielded. It's got this heavy duty kind of like fabric wrap around it and it sounds so much better. And it was just by spending it like a 30 or $40 cable. You know what I mean? So anyway, sometimes it's the little things, Rob, that make huge difference in audio quality. Just recording in another room sometimes 
You know what I mean? Because of the reverberation or the, you know, cars driving by, whatever. So anyway, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's so many audio podcasts that would probably be really good. The people are entertaining and stuff, but the quality is just horrendous and I can't listen to it. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing specific to in, in mind with that. Um, one other thing you should think about doing is keeping your microphone cord uh, as far away from power cables as you can too, which is another little trick. Yes, yeah, that uh, can can help with that. Um, so, and then uh, number ten, this is the final one. Thou shall be as entertaining, informative, and personable as you have the talent to be. That is the key. To yeah, that's that. That should be. Yeah, that should be kind of like a. Uh... Like, what is it like a motivational poster, motivational poster that people podcasting you put? No, but seriously, because sometimes I even fall into the trap of talking. Like suddenly I'm talking about something maybe because it's in the news or whatever it is on my other show or, or politics, current events. And I halfway through it, I'm like, I don't even really care about this. Why am I telling my audience about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why? Like yeah. just because it's the hot button issue right now, you feel like you should talk about it, but you – you know, you've already talked about it before or you're not passionate about it or there's something better that you think is more interesting that people aren't focused on. I don't know. Like I've caught myself doing that, Rob, where I'm not super interested or passionate about it. And I'm, I'm like talking about it. I'm like, I got to I don't want to talk. I'm going to switch it off. Or I turn the mic off and do a totally different show. So. <laughs> have, hasn't that happened to you? Like you say, you know, I should like let's say, you know, iTunes did something big. And it's a technical thing or something. You're like, we should talk about this. And then like halfway through it, we're like, God, this is a boring show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's happened with us. That never happened. Oh, never. never. Uh, but, I'm, you know, I'm sure that's happened maybe, you know, to other podcasters. You let me know in the comments. But I've done it. I know I've done it. Halfway through the show, I'm like, I'm turning this off. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that, that uh, was a good top. That was a good Ten Commandments. I think you guys came up with a pretty good, uh, yeah, uh, you know. If you have any yeah, others. Yeah. I mean – if you have any others that you want to contribute to that too, we can always make it a, a top 20 list. <laughs> be okay. Here, here I am the one that suggested it. And I didn't come up with a single commandment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just let you guys run with it. I think that's good. I think I, you know, we work off each other. I throw it out there. We all bounce off each other. Sure. No, but I thought you guys, you guys handle that pretty well. Those are, uh, those are written in stone now on this speaker, uh, right, going off to the yes. library Etched of Congress in, to the archives. Stone. Yes. <laughs> Up on the mountaintop. Oops, uh, <laughs> so I, I wanted to mention too that uh, just make sure that everybody understands Spotify has a deal with with Spreaker and Block Talk Radio for for submissions. So let your friends know that uh, you can get um, get a show if you want to start a new show. Um, you can get it into Spotify uh, just going through Spreaker and then just send me an email, uh, Rob at boxnest.com. We are going to have more automated submission processes but those things are still being developed so um but until i'd rather go through you anyway (laughs) i'm sure there's there's quite a few people that would like to i'm sure and that's okay it's okay i don't have a good history with algorithms rob oh you don't i hate those Well, youtube yeah i'm just saying yeah that's true that's true personal contact is good uh last of all here let's let's get to our listener comments and our uh, audio comments that we got um with some pretty tough topics so Let's go ahead and play the one that came in from J.D. Sutter. Uh, he's talking about having a, a download link in the web player and the image quality um, of uh, podcasts coming out of Spreaker into YouTube. So let's go and play his comment really quick. Hello, Rob and Alex. This is J.D. Sutter from PorchlightFamilyMedia.com. A few months ago, I moved our small network of shows over to Spreaker 
and I'm really enjoying it thus far. Just have a couple of questions and or I guess uh, requests about the Spreaker platform. Number one is uh, I really wish the embedded player for the, for the episodes uh, had a download link in that player built in. Uh, we still have a lot of listeners who actually listen to our shows on the web page, and a lot of them like to download a copy to their computer. And most of your other competitors, Libsyn, Blueberry, in their players, they have a link to directly download that MP3 file. Uh, the Spreaker player does not have that, so I'm still having to put in just a hyperlink, a text hyperlink into the the uh, show notes or the blog post um, for our listeners. So if there is any way that that could be added into the player, I would really, really love that. One other thing that I have noticed is I have one show that I uh, automatically syndicate over to YouTube, and I noticed that the episode image or the artwork for that episode is really compressed down when it displays in the YouTube video itself, and it looks very grainy and pixelated. I'm uploading really high-quality art, um, so I'm just wondering, is there any way to fix that so that it looks a little bit better once it gets transferred over to YouTube? Other than that, I'm really really enjoying the Spreaker platform. I really like the show, the dynamic that you guys have going, and uh, we'll keep listening. Thank you so much for answering my questions. Thank you, JD, uh, for your your questions. I I think they're they're great questions, and uh, and really to kind of kind of summarize the, the whole download in the web player. From what I recall, I I believe we used to have that in our in a web player, and I think our analytics came back showing that there was a declining amount of usage of the download um, out of the web player. Uh, so I think the team decided to pull it out because I think we had it in there for for years. Um, so that unfortunately is is my answer at this point. I'm, I I have pitched it back to the team to consider adding it back in again. Uh, I think it's probably good to have there just as an alternative. Um, but I do believe more and more people are starting to just um, just play it out of the player and um, and not get involved in downloading local copies. Um, but I will pitch it to the team and see what we can do to get it back added in there. It should be a pretty simple add back in there. So, um, but, but I will find out. And then on the YouTube side, on, on the image compression, I would say that, um, it's exactly what it is. It's going to be an image compression. And I'm not sure in your particular situation, uh, what, what might be causing that. It could be an image format that you're using that may be not as compliant with uh, our compression algorithm. So sometimes the, the, there can be some um, differences in the compression technology that's used in the image itself. And when it's run through our compression engine, that it, it doesn't uh, translate well. So let me dig into that a little bit and we'll let you know too. And you know, JD, you sent me an email, so let's correspond on email and I'll see if I can get answers to you on both of those questions um, here over the next uh, week or so, just to try and do do a little research on that. So, thank you, JD, for the for the uh, questions there. And and uh, he actually does a podcast network called uh, Porch Light Family Media uh, at porchlightfamilymedia.com. So, if you want to go check out his podcasts and see what he's all about, uh, he's a a speaker podcaster as well. 
Uh, he's got like four, five, six uh, shows in there. Actually, I just uh, submitted all of his shows uh, in, into, uh, I believe, Spotify, I think, is where I, I got his stuff into. But um, anyway, thanks so much. And let's go ahead and play the, the next audio question that we got in from Tamara Ford. Uh, from the Shelf Addiction podcast. Uh, she has some questions about uh, the Apple podcast changes um, that uh, are are supported or, or not in Spreaker. Uh, so I'm going to play that right now. Hey, Rob and Alex, this is Tamara from over at the Shelf Addiction podcast hosted here on Spreaker. I have another question for you. Recently, Apple podcast has sent out a notice about more changes to the Apple podcast platform. And I'd like to know how Spreaker is dealing with the new changes in Apple Podcast. For example, I understand that we're not supposed to use episode numbers anymore in the title. Would that mean that we're not to use episode numbers in Spreaker so it transfers without? Or do you have a filter or another, you know, another section that we can alter the names of things for Apple Podcast only? How does that work when you have a lot of episodes to change? Um, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on how Spreaker will continue to integrate with Apple Podcasts as they continue to make changes, especially with the most recent one. Thanks, guys. Take care. Tamara, thank you for the the question. And this is definitely a, um, a, a challenging question, even though maybe the perception is that it probably shouldn't be. And I think that the the support for the episode numbers uh, is something that uh, we have not 100% embraced yet for really a couple of reasons. There really are very few other platforms that are embracing that tag at this point. Um, so if we cause, if we force everybody to somehow, you know, remove that from their, their titles, uh, that it, it may not be visible in other platforms. So we kind of had to make a value judgment unless we're making a separate RSS feed for Apple. Um, that capability and a lot of those new tags we are supporting, like the the seasons and all, this, all, all those kinds of things and being able to put in bonus episodes and things like that, which can easily pass through to other platforms. Uh, so this isn't, uh, this isn't one of those that uh, is, is an easy one to answer because we're trying to support a broad base of a, of a distribution strategy. Um, but I will definitely look further into this and see if there's a way that we can try and get, um, that particular tag supported. And it's the, the, it's the, uh, it's related to seasons. Um, but it's that same type of thing where there's like an episode and then a number, right. That's associated with that episode versus having it in the title, like you were saying, um, so currently we don't, um, have a pathway to do that as far as I understand in our tools. So, um, uh, that's my answer, unfortunately at this point. Um, and I hope that, uh, that helps. Um, it doesn't sound like maybe it, it does, but I think it's okay to, to have your numbers in your title. Um, currently that's what I'm doing with this show, with the speaker live show. Um, so, you know, and it's, okay if you don't want to have numbers in your title as well. I don't think it's as critical anymore to have episode numbers uh, in your your podcast uh, titles anymore anyway. So 
Uh, if you just want to eliminate those entirely, I think it's probably okay. Um, because most of the players now display published dates as well. So that will be a sign for your listeners of when something is new or not. Cause I mean, oftentimes that can be the only reason that you need to have a, a, a episode number is to help your listeners know when something is new. So but anyway, I hope that helps an- answer the question and I'll get back to you directly on this too. Tamara, thank you so much for answering and also being a, a fantastic uh, contributor to this program. It's always great to to hear from you in comments and and if you want to send you know this show and me a comment, please send it to rob at voxnest.com or rob at spreaker.com. You can send it to either one and uh, we'll talk about it on the show. And if you want to send an audio comment like Tamara and JD did, certainly welcome to do that and we can talk about it on, on the show. And, um, and then let's, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, Linda also sent a text question. Um, the whole topic of what to do with this show going forward um, as far as a, a change in format or name or something like that. Uh, uh, Linda gave some feedback. Said, I think giving segments on the show about VoxNest, Block Talk Radio, and Spreaker, um, and having a little bit of everything. Well, that's her comment. I would say that that's exactly what we would do. Um, we would definitely give equal treatment to all of the all of the platforms on this show. But the thought was is making it less of an uh, like an official podcast for for any of those platforms and really making it uh which in a lot of ways the show has become which is uh, more of a show that talks about general topics relating to podcasting and helping you become a better podcaster and not be so you know so agenda driven from the standpoint of talking specifically about the Spreaker platform or the Block Talk Radio platform or Voxnest but I think it makes sense because most of the listeners that are listening to this show are podcasters on those platforms. So I think we still have to sprinkle that content in there uh, and bring people up to date and up to speed with what's happening. Because I mean, a lot of the questions that come in um, are usually related to uh, the speaker platform. So we're still going to cover that. So don't look for any changes on that. Uh, I, I think it's really more of a positioning of the, of the show and its perception to hopefully attract listeners that may be outside of uh, users of just our platforms. So, and be helpful to a much larger group of podcasters out there or potential podcasters. So, and then, um, uh, thank you, Linda, for the, for the comment on that. I appreciate it. And Doug Salamone, uh, actually wrote also, um, he wanted to talk, to have us talk about podcaster inclusiveness. Um, and he appreciated the, the great discussion that Alex and I had uh, last week. Um, and, and he felt that it was really easy for Alex to talk for some reason. I can't imagine why you would say that. Um, he talks like a machine gun, go, 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 you know, but that's, that's who he is and that's what we love about him. So, um, but talk about podcaster inclusiveness. I'm not really sure, Doug, uh, kind of how to address that. So, uh, if, if you could add a little bit more depth to that comment about uh, podcaster inclusiveness, that would be that'd be great to give me a little better idea of uh, what direction that you're going with that. Because we always generally um, want to include all podcasters, 
in in everything that's going on in this space at conferences and in this podcast uh, there's no um there's no distinction that I see between podcasters at all levels in this this space so uh thank you Doug for the comment and Alex against or actually me against the world uh, wrote a comment I don't have a name uh he said Alex uh, record live and don't worry about it uh that's how uh, Me Against the World is produced, and it's always come out awesome. Alex needs to do more episodes. So Alex had to had to leave the show early, so uh, it's just me on here right now. So um, I appreciate the, the comment, and uh, I'm sure Alex will, will hear and see that comment, uh, and maybe he'll produce some more episodes, and he'll do them live more. So anyway, that would be awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Speaker Live show today. It was great to have you with me on this journey and and talking about all these topics and you taking out your valuable time in your life to to connect with us. Uh, It's always an honor for me to have you listening and spending your valuable time connecting with us. Um, I, I always appreciate it. And thank you for your support of the Spreaker podcasting space. Um, and the platform that we've built, uh, there's 30 people behind the scenes that are putting their heart and soul into it. Actually, this past week has been a very, uh, very focused and intense week for the team, uh, around planning. So we go through these planning cycles where we plan what we're going to build and develop, uh, over the next, you know, five to six weeks. So, um, this has been a pretty intense time and the team works hard to bring terrific tools to all of our, our Spreaker podcasters out there and even including Blog Talk Radio now. So, and then we have, you know, the, the Vox Nest tools that we're working on as well uh, for a whole nother group of podcasters that we're trying to, trying to build tools for. So uh, like I said, thank you so much for listening to the show this week. Um, hope you come back and check us out uh, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com and uh, have a terrific week and, have fun podcasting. That's that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for, for spending time with me. Oh.